Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hey, y'all. I'm Dustin. And I'm Kaylin. And welcome to Libations and Revelations. Welcome. Welcome. To Libations and Revelations. I'm Dustin. And I'm Kaylin. And, uh. We're your hosts. We're getting to the bottom of this shit today. Well, I don't. No, about maybe the bottom of the cans. I don't know oh. about the bottom of this chip per se. The bottom of the shoots, <laughs> which is the beer we're drinking today. We didn't spend five minutes going back and forth on the correct pronunciation. So I called it Discutes, and I, I called it Deschutes. Mostly because I can't read, and I said <laughs> Deschutes is what happens after you eat Taco Bell. Then I googled the pronunciation. It is in fact Deschutes. So, um, please don't. Not sponsor us in the future, Taco yeah. But Deschutes is actually, um, they've been around since 88. Um, fantastic beer. And I would say that they're it's probably like one of the first craft beers that I probably was ever introduced to. Oh, that's that's nice. Yeah. We're drinking their Mirror Pond Pale Ale. Mirror Pond. Yeah. You said Mirror Pond. Oh, is. <laughs> Excuse me. I can't with you. Uh-huh. But this is really good. So it's a 40, 40 IBU. So that's like on the lower end. Yeah. 5% alcohol. Still water. Mm-hmm. Swaying pines. OG vibes. Wade into this classic pale ale to discover <laughs> an underlying complex. I was reading this high can. Okay. Like kind of in what I would imagine a commercial. Fascinating. Okay. Why are we drinking this? Um, well, I couldn't find a beer that had a picture of Sasquatch on Sasquatch. it. Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Or Bigfoot. Or, um, I mean, he has, he has other names. So. Well, okay, what are those names? Sasquatch. Oh. Now, I'm sure there's like, you know, like caveman terminology, actually. Caveman terminology. Yeah. Like when Sasquatch was like first seen or like first like drawn about i'm pretty sure that terminology <clears throat> was like what the shit is that <laughs> i think it was actually referred to as hairy man mm. so um yeah so we're gonna talk today about bigfoot okay so i'm not gonna beat around the dick do you Don't think bigfoot has a big ass <sighs> i get i guess if you believe in bigfoot well that's what we're gonna find out Bigfoot's real <laughs> I actually um, was watching a documentary, um, like The Unexplained. Okay. Like with William Shatner. <clears throat> He's like the host. And I was like, well, I'll believe anything William Shatner tells me. Huh. It was pretty compelling. So, yeah. That um, was the, I guess, the 
influence, not influence. What is it? What word am I looking for? Inspiration. Yes. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was inspiration. I just thought that would be kind of like fun, fun and light. So how much do you know about Bigfoot? Would you say? Everything I've learned from cartoons. Can you recall a fact? Um, he's got a big old honking set of feet. That's why they call him Big Foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Presumably. Yeah. Nope. Okay. So, um, there are a lot of people who believe in Bigfoot. How many sightings a year are there of Bigfoot? How many recorded sightings of Bigfoot are there? Well, Fast if fact, you're 10, looking. <laughs> That was a big fact. Well, if you're looking at what they believe to be like legit, it was like 3,500 according to this um, gentleman okay, so who runs like a legit Bigfoot. Let's let's start at site. the bottom where the feet begin. Where did Bigfoot? Oh, like where did the the term Bigfoot didn't yeah. come into play into like the 50s? Right, but, but yeah. the fella we so all know and love is Bigfoot had to to start somewhere. Well, okay, so if we're kind of starting from the beginning of his foot, um, if you look at history, like all over the world, okay. there are stories of tall, hairy men, creatures, man creatures. Um, but I feel like predominantly... Tall, hairy men. <laughs> I remember being a freshman in the football locker room. Henry Cavill. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> like <laughs> North America, Northwest, I guess the... What you picture is like a seven foot tall hairy man thing walking around in the woods, like scaring campers. But he has many different titles. Um, and Bigfoot is mostly attributed to like m- the mountainous western area of North America. Sure. Um, but they common name for him is Sasquatch. Okay. Um, what does Sasquatch mean? It comes from the. Salish Sasquits. I could be butchering that. Um, or the Wendigo. Native so, American tribes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. So um, other nations tell of the large creature very similar. Um, the Ojibwe of the Northern Plains believed that there is a creature called the Rigaru who appeared in times of danger. Um, there was like other native nations who believed that these hairy apparitions were like a messenger of warning. Like they wanted man to change his ways. So kind of similar across multiple Native American tribes. Mm-hmm. Just different terminology. And there actually are drawings um, like from thousands of years ago of like a cave family. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously there was not like a written or a term a name for it, but... It's been around for thousands of years. Um, and Northern American, we're going to kind of focus on North America. Okay. Um, North American settlers started reporting sightings during the late 1800s and into the 1900s. Um, I think the biggest and most like predominant form of evidence, more than sightings, is footprints. You ready for some real evidence? Yes. 5,500 reports in U.S. as of mid-1990. There you go. 5,500 people can't be wrong. Well, I don't know, because I was listening to some interviews, and I'm not convinced. But it's interesting. So those who claim to have seen Bigfoot have described everything from, like, this large, upright ape to, like, an actual hairy human. 
Okay. So, like, I picture, you know, what were those car commercials? The caveman? Geico? Yes. Um, sometimes the height was, like, over eight feet tall, and they're powerfully built. <clears throat> um, other people describe him as just being, like, a tall man, like six foot. Okay. So, I don't know. There's a lot Are of sure variation. this is not just a dude chilling in the woods? <laughs> Could be. Could be. Like, living off the grid kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Just super hairy. Um, but it has garnered a lot of attention of of people who like adamantly believe that this is a real thing, and they like research it. I mean, go search Bigfoot. There's like millions of documentaries. Probably not millions, but a lot. There was a movie about Bigfoot, and it was like is that the one where he befriends the family. No, okay. he was gay. It was Yeti. It's on Showtime. What? Yeah. So I'm not poor, and I can afford premium <laughs> subscriptions. So sometimes I get access to like weird movies. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't. I have not. Uh, not heard of that. Huh. So, well. um, no, I actually think that um, the term Bigfoot came from a group of loggers who were taking like trees and stuff down, and when come. they'd come back to their site, they like the next day they would find like these giant footprints around the logs. Yeah, like around the areas that they they'd kind of been clearing. And that's where the term Bigfoot actually started, which wasn't, it was in the 50s. So, like, that These dudes are literally, like, just, they're probably, like, fossilized footsteps. N- no, I think they were actually footprints, and then people took casts of them. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, like, they have <laughs> pictures, like, they've gotten casts of these foot tracks in, like, Buff- Bluff Creek of California. Like, a lot of, like, heavily wooded areas. Sure. Which kind of goes into like it's sixteen inch tracks, so I think it's just this crazy wild man. Um, but I think what's super interesting and why I wanted to talk about Bigfoot is how much it's become like such a phenomenon. Like sure, yeah. Look at how many like, movies and books and companies use part it of the as cultural a logo. lore. Yeah, it's like a phenomenon. Um, but in like in the eighties. They started to use, like, he's associated with environmentalism and wilderness and preservation. Harry and the Hendersons was the movie I was talking about. I don't know if you're familiar uh, with yeah, it, but yeah, 87. Yeah. So it's like Bigfoot, super friendly and misunderstood. And yeah. like the John Lithgow, he's like an actor, I think. Yeah. Um, Saved, like, Bigfoot with his family. Yeah. So um, what are your thoughts? Do you think, like, do you think Bigfoot's real? Um, it's not that I... There's a shirt, there's a hat that says Bigfoot is real and he tried to eat my ass. <laughs> there's not. <laughs> right here. Oh my god. I would like to order one of them. You're not wearing that. Okay. So um, it's kind of <laughs> I just wanted to get your So but, your but like to the broader we point. Like that's how much Bigfoot is like part of our cultural shared experience. Yeah. That it's also memes. Like it it's like Big, everyone knows, you know, some idea of Bigfoot. It's not like some hidden away, never talked about. Yeah. It's so popular that movies are made about it, but that funny hats that I've just spent $24 on oh my God. buying are also inspired by. <laughs> You're embarrassing. Well, so um, if we're looking at the history, let's kind of start there. Um, there is a British explorer, David Thompson, who is sometimes credited with like the first 
discovery of Bigfoot or Sasquatch when? in 1811. Okay, where at? Um, he found a set of Sasquatch. Oh, you got a Sasquatch there, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because um, he found, yeah, he found footprints. And so visual sightings and like filmings, the most famous is um, in 1967 with Roger Patterson in Bluff Creek, California. And that's okay. the one that has been like widely argued it's the little clip you see all the time on mm-hmm. like sci-fi and yes. History channel yeah yeah is it someone in a gorilla suit or is it bigfoot with boobs yeah so but most people think that it's a primate and it has ev- basically like the giant gorilla that yeah. king kong was based off of sure that lived out in the mountainous regions in I think Asia. if it was that, we would have, like, knowing humans, we would have eaten it. Like, it would be, like, we would be probably hunting it as game. Well, if you believe in Bigfoot, if you look at the regions on the map where it's most predominantly we see sightings and things like that, it is over, it's a stretch of forests on the northwest coast. It's 68,000 miles of mostly uninhabited area. Yeah. So, and you're thinking based on sightings of where people say they've seen them, and then they've seen them everywhere from Florida to Texas, all that, but most sure. most notably is Northwest. No, and, and like actually to further that point, like um, I think I read once in my geology class that like we haven't, like we presume that 92% of species that existed, we have no idea, we don't have a way to conceptualize, we don't know what they are. We, we estimate that we only have such a small encounter rate of all species that have ever existed. Mm-hmm. But if it's running into modernity, like now, I would imagine, you, know, you got drones. Like no one spotted so, one with a drone? Not yet, but that mm. is what scientists believe will be what <clears throat> ends up capturing footage. Sure. Um, so based on the numbers of what they believe, um, there are like 2,000 total, quote unquote, Sasquatch creatures in and, North America. Yes, in this like section, and the reason we haven't found the bodies. Now these own. are what the <laughs> no, oh. because they live in caves. This stretch of like sixty-eight thousand miles of forest, and a lot of it, like I said, is uninhabited. It's treacherous. Sure. Um. So if they are, in fact, real, Hold on. who thinks there's two thousand types of school Sasquatch? Not two thousand types. Two thousand. Sasquatch. Possible Sasquatch. Yeah. So there's a whole what group. What is a pack of Sasquatch? <laughs> a Sasquai? A Sasquai. Yeah. Um, well, there's several who are probably more notable for believing in Sasquatch. Um, Nerds. From a research perspective, um, Jeffrey Meldrum, who is a professor, he has a doctorate. He's a professor of anatomy and anthropology at Idaho State University. Like okay. since the nineties, um, he is like another adamant believer. Like he studies super into big feet. Yes, he has over three hundred cast, castings of Bigfoot um, casts, Bigfoot prints. He's got like a foot fetish. Well, he studies like the way that the weight of your foot, like wh- like when you're faking yeah, something, yeah, when you're making a compression, yes, sure, because your weight will settle in different spots. Yeah, we've and all he, seen CIS. CIS, CSI? CSI. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he has basically said that he knows that what he does, like 
this research that he's doing is real okay um because he's able to to look at these compressions in the way that these these castings and tell that it's that so, it's accurate so he's able to tell that based on that it's not a hoax footprint yes it's presuming it's the actual weight of a creature moving yes okay absolutely um so there is actually a um website that that was created um called the bigfoot field researchers organization and it allows <laughs> bigfoot field research organization yes the bf bfro 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 be for real. <laughs> be for real. Be for real, Bigfoot, please. I'm asking. I'm begging. But people from all over the country can go in and they can... Throw their own beef row into it. <laughs> they can report sightings, what was happening, the time of day, like explain what they saw and how you know how they saw it. Okay, but, but given with this, like we know some are people just seeing things that aren't there right like like by any reporting mechanism some of them are false yes but there are i mean mostly these cast prints i think are the big and also people just make stuff up all the time sure but that footage that was captured in what 60 68 Mm -hmm. 67 at bluff creek in northern california it's the zapruder film of bigfoot yeah, well, that's like, you know, that's like a big deal for people who are believers of like this is this is legit. Yeah. Um, just in the way that, like the, like the sun hits the fur of the creature and the gate and stuff like that, and for the time period, them not being able to like. Okay, but replicate. when was the last time you heard a sighting about Bigfoot of any compelling? Like, do you, like maybe he had to quarantine during COVID. We don't know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, the gentleman who said that there's 2,000 Bigfoot. Like, like if there's like, going to be a pack of, like, it's a, a herd. A herd of Bigfoot. Well, yeah. yeah. 2,000 spread out is um, a man named Todd Neese, and he is the founder of the American Primate Conservancy. Conserv- I can't make that a word. Um, How many primates are in North America? Don't ask me questions like that. There can't be that many. Well, he he's a believer. Um, so there are a lot of people. Are there who, primates in North America? And there's no monkeys in Texas. But even ancient Babylonians, like three thousand years ago, told stories of creatures who sound an awful lot like how we describe a Bigfoot. Um, you know these wild hairy men with super strength. Um, and they even talk about the story of. Gilgamesh, who sure. becomes, you know, the best friend to this hairy beast who, like, helps him become a great okay, fighter. Okay, so there are, no, there are no native monkeys in North America. They discovered a fossil, but if you recall from your geology class, there is a hypothesis that there was a great swap of animals from North to South America at one point. They have Sasquatch in South America? Um, I don't know. Most of my research I did was focusing in on like what's, yeah, what's. I do, and I talk about this often, like, like America's a pretty developed country. Mm -hmm. And as you kind of work your way down, so if we have parts of our country where we're like, 
sorry, dude, no clue what's out there. Countries that may be less developed. Like, imagine you're just a farmer out, like, corner of Malaysia. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, you have no idea what you're running into. So you're saying there's, like, an... There's a possibility. That like, there like, there's is... There's probably things that we haven't stumbled across. Or things that maybe they're not familiar with that has been already discovered. Right. Is that kind of what you're we saying? We categorize, I mean, pretty well, but... Well, let's say we're looking at the history of it. So I don't know if you're familiar with this, mm -hmm. but... Um, no, no, I'm not. I already know. Before you even say it, I just assume. Okay. Well, in 1893... Nope, wasn't around. Um, Teddy Roosevelt actually published a book called The Wilderness Hunter. Um, and it's like about his adventures in like Dakota Territory as a young man. Teddy, yeah. Yeah, and this memoir contains a story that was told to him by this gentleman. He was an old, they referred to him as like an old mountain man. Yeah. Who he says, and like he, this old man tells Teddy Roosevelt, that he encountered an ape-like creature deep in the woods and there was like some trappers, I guess. Like, yeah, I hunt, guess hunters, they were, yeah, trappers, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, one of them, like, they kept finding these huge man-like footprints. Okay. Right? And one of the guys goes to check the traps, and um, the other one would go back to camp. Right? Um, and one of the gentlemen got, like, he came back from, like, checking on the traps, and mm -hmm. his friend was dead. And his body had been broken over a log. Like, it looked like he'd been pummeled. Is what this old gentleman says, and mm. they attribute it to this eight foot tall, six hundred pound ape. Yeah, and I mean, so uh, this hmm. encounter is recorded by Roosevelt as one of, and they refer to it as one of the earliest accounts of an American coming face to face with what. But, we but now so Teddy know is, Roosevelt is writing this secondhand. Yes, like it's yeah, a story yeah. told to Teddy Roosevelt from this right. gentleman who Which, was with this group. Like you get out in the woods, it's like uh, like in like parts of Appalachia. They they say like if you hear a baby crying, no, you didn't. Yeah, the the winding windingo. Well, bobcats. When they mate, they they have a cry that sounds similar to a baby crying. Oh, really? That's I thought that was like a Native you, American thing where if you hear the crying, you don't want to leave your home. You you don't because it you're gonna walk into a bobcat. Oh, that's what oh, they're saying. Okay. Yeah. Um. Interesting. So. Questions that skeptics ask. Why have we not found a body? So like yeah. I said, this... That, so like it, we would be eating it. Yeah. So let's say there's an estimated 2,000 of these things in existence. This is the Todd Neese guy who's that founder of the um, like American primate. Mm -hmm. And he goes, you know, 2,000 sounds like a lot, but it's not. He goes, if you consider that two of the major ranges that where the, a lot these sightings happen in the Northwest is the Cascade Range and the Coast Range. Right. And that's 68,000 square miles, mostly uninhabited. And so he said, if you distribute like 2,000 of anything, right, among 68,000 square miles, he goes, you could go your whole life. Without running without into running it. Without running into yeah, it. Yeah, get it. You'd be lucky to run across one, Especially right? Especially if it's a naturally more reclusive animal. Yes, exactly. What is it? What, is, what do Bigfoots eat, though? Um, well, it depends on, the, it depends on the stories. People believe that they eat. Um, like what grows like, out there? I mean, like obviously there's natural 
birds and probably foxes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's everything. Like from what I was reading, Pacific Northwest, the idea... there's probably Antifa. <laughs> like there's all kinds of stuff out there. Um, like wild animals. Okay. Game. Yeah. yeah. So um, omnivore. But it's supposed to be. I don't know about vegetation. Mm. Actually, most of everything was discussed, but it's more like that. I was reading and researching is mostly the Monkeys argument eat that a it's a little bit of everything. Hmm? Monkeys eat a little bit yeah. of everything. Yeah. So omnivore, we'll go with we'll go with omnivore, especially if it's more on the human like side of things. Yeah. Um, but it, my thing is, it's kind of described as this like stealthy creature that can slip away at will, and it's elusive. And so if you're putting those characteristics on, it's got to be pretty intelligent. But are we are we adding those characteristics to to fill the? This is the Texas sharpshooter theory, right? Like because no one can find it. We're drawing I mean, the circle around our own bullet holes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about like the hunt for Bigfoot. Like, there's been like armies. I would what consider. What if we funded people. a hunt for Bigfoot? Like, let's just start at the bottom of that sixty-eight thousand, <laughs> the foot of it, if you will. Um, I think that money, the up. money maker guy who founded that organization, Bofro, Bofro or whatever he <laughs> is. Yes, um, um, he Bifro. he got caught in a couple like basically hoaxes where. He oh, paid like $50,000 because these two gentlemen claimed to have found the body. Well, I'm not claiming it, but if he wants to give me $50,000, I will encourage others. You're going to go live in the wilderness? No. I will supervise over Zoom calls. Over Zoom calls. Well, this guy who started Bifro, B-I-F-R-O, um, he said that he thinks that what's going to really be the proof, because mainstream science doesn't believe it, mm-hmm. Um is infrared and drones yeah because that's I mean, like an easier it. way yeah. to get above this sixty-eight thousand and like prove i just think it's interesting it's not just like i've listened to the interviews mm-hmm. there's like an entire podcast where this guy interviews people who have claimed to have encounters yeah with um and i want to give him the recognition he deserves who's claimed to have encounters with bigfoot Mm. And uh, it's called the the Sasquatch Chronicles. Okay. Um, and he's got like a pretty, pretty big following. Like a pretty big foot following. That I did there. Yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Um, really good reviews. But I listened to his very first episode. Um, and they were talking about like you know Sasquatch sightings and mm-hmm. encounters and stuff. Um. And I'm not trying to be rude and like discredit someone who feels that they saw something, but some of these people sound insane. But what I find fascinating. Well, that's what I said. Like I'm getting at earlier. Like people think they see things that aren't there all the time. Yeah. That's why I like eyewitness accounts are so unreliable, right? Yes. Because you think you see, especially if a lot of these people are going out <clears throat> looking for Bigfoot. It's not yeah. like they're stumbling across something. Right. Um, so they're shoehorning so, the evidence to fit. They're already, you know, purported belief. Yes. But what I do find really interesting is someone like Dr. Jeff Meldrum, who is a doctor, doctor professor of, of anatomy and anthropology. He's the one from Idaho oh, State yeah, University yeah, yeah. who studies these casts. And he's like my, you know, I look at the adaptations of the human body um, sure. for bipedalism, which is standing on two legs. And those compressions we talked about. And like, he's an avid believer that, that this, the Bigfoot exists. And we just haven't been able to find it um and what started it for him and like his interest was in like 96 he said he and his colleague actually came across 
um, like a line of footprints, what he called remarkable in southeastern Washington. Are, are we, but that's so presuming he, it's it's during, like, how do you know it's not just a totally extinct creature? Well, he came across footprints in 96, not like fossils, but footprints. And but so, footprints are fossils. But they were, fossils are something that's hardened, like it's been encased. These were like prints She's, that he took casts of. So he's saying they're fresh. Yeah. Fresh boys. Well, yes. And they, he said like the hair stuff on the back of his neck, they're these 15 inch prints. And so he said that was when he thought like Sasquatch was here last night because they were fresh prints. And he Watching said with me. his background and training and he felt that the, as like the evidence was not like you couldn't argue it. Um, so he made the casts of these footprints. Um, and he said it the, was the first of many he's made throughout his career. And he said, based off his research, um, he's concluded that these aren't stamps. You know that they're. Um, it fits with the irregularities of, of of stepping into a ground and your weight being distributed. Um, so he said that they're made by a fifteen-inch foot. Okay. Which I don't know what you think height. A fifteen-inch. Well, let's mm-hmm. see. So I'm ten and a half. But I'm extraordinarily handsome, so that puts me at about 5'9", five 5'10". Five okay. So if he's got 15, 15 inch? Mm-hmm. Print. So probably not as handsome as me. He does have bigger feet, hence the name. Let me work out this math problem. So he's probably like... Like seven, eight foot tall. Mm, yeah, we'll go with eight foot. Okay. But he has 300 casts in his lab. Um, and all started because of the sample he collected in 96. Yeah. Um, and he has all these different models of foot and he's, you're just talking this about dude's how. like just in defeat. <laughs> he's like, Hey, since you're here, what if I see yours? <laughs> Step on my little cast. I'll, I'll keep it. But he was saying that like, you'd have to have like a, like the foot you'd have to have to like go through a mountainous forest that these creatures are said to inhabit. Yeah. Um, and so he's basing all of that off of his knowledge. Of Does he ask to see other people's feet? Dustin, I don't think so. I don't know why. Because, I mean, I'm just saying. Well. This would be a really good ploy to get people to show you their feet all the time. Okay. Well, let's get into a more logical explanation of Bigfoot. Right, so right. if you're not going on this idea of Bigfoot as a hairy human man, a lot of people believe Bigfoot or Sasquatch, whatever term you want to call him, is actually an animal. Um, and that animal is not a species that hasn't already been discovered. Right. So if you go back to, like, German East Africa in 1902. Um, Where? German East Africa in 1902. It's the Vir- Virunga Mountains. Are you familiar with the Virunga Mountains? German East Africa. Yes. Talking about during. 1902. Imperialism. Okay. So there's an explorer. The ghost of King Leopold. <laughs> I'm serious. Robert um, Berenge, who is like on this expedition um, on Mount Sib... It's the prequel to the Heart of Darkness. (laughs) Mount Sabienyo. Yeah, that. I'm probably butchering it. And he comes across the troop of gorillas, which is extraordinary because mainstream science at that time believed that gorillas weren't... Like they didn't live in mountains. Mainstream science at that time also thought you could smoke in a hospital. Okay. But I'm just saying, like, but that discovery hadn't happened. Like, gorillas were not known to live on mountains. They were known to be in the I'll take the words of those dudes for sure. But people said that these guys, like, 
these scientists in 1902 that told this guy Robert yeah and his his group that he they're lying you're hoaxers that did, you didn't see gorillas in the mountains and then now we know the mountain gorillas are actually true and it's a public historical record like you ever the, seen they found this the, Congo um the 1995 no. blockbuster film no it's fantastic okay well it's along similar lines <laughs> Well, it was eventually recognized by Western science, right? Um, this this thing, this mountain mountain gorilla group, gorilla species, morillas. And so, some people believe that the mountain gorilla is an example of like you know some like assumptions from mainstream scientists aren't always right. Like they didn't believe this what? was real, and look, it was. And so I they argue if the that. Science if that gorilla was able to survive in the African mountains unrecognized by science until 1902, it's possible Bigfoot is in fact real and he just hasn't been I just feel discovered. like some Instagram influencer would have already like... Stumbled upon yeah. one. Well, some people do believe they have. There's just not been like any... Like I said, they haven't brought not a body. one back with them. Well, if you stumbled upon an eight-foot super human strength creature how how would you get him hey come back with me dude we literally eat cows cows are like a thousand pounds okay i, I think <laughs> i actually weighed one okay but i also i think that we're kind of comparing like apples to oranges there a little bit cows to bigfoot yeah um if this thing is smart enough to be stealthy and to hide like it has some kind of understanding and if it is, in fact, like there are accounts of them being violent, um, there's no way. There's absolutely no way. Um, but what I was talking about is there the largest apes that ever lived were the giant, giant trophicalis. I'm butchering this so bad. This is why I'm not. Yeah, a your East African is terrible. <laughs> they were like called the giant trophicalis. Giant. They're, they're the big monkeys, and they're the real. Um, but they lived 200 to, the, 200 to 300,000 years ago. Um, and it was like a giant primate of like King Kong proportions. And they're real. They're like over 10 feet tall. Um, Bro, what? <laughs> yeah. They were called the gi- giant. Chofa- Look up the pronunciation because clearly I am butchering hey, it. Pull up pictures of big ass gorillas. <laughs> But they were like a thousand with human to, smiling faces, twelve hundred pounds. Biggest gorillas. Here are some images of big ass gorillas <laughs> on the web. Have a look. All right. What do you got, Dustin? It's a big gorilla. <laughs> I mean, that is a big gorilla. I know you can't see this, this is a podcast. Um. But anyway, oh boy. That's so a, people think that the existence of Bigfoot has basically been scientifically verified because they believe Bigfoot is this giant ape mm. that I can't pronounce. I'm gonna look I'm gonna look up the proper pronunciation. Okay. Gigantopithecus. Excuse me. <laughs> Gigantopithecus okay. was the name of the gorilla that was like of King Kong proportions. 10 feet tall, you know, 1,000 to 1,200 pounds that they have fossilized proof of. Yeah. Um, but people believe that the 
Gigantopithecus is what Bigfoot actually. Excuse me. <laughs> Giant what? They believe that the Gigantopithecus mm. is um, Bigfoot. And that's our show. <laughs> but the problem is paleontologists said that the Gigantopithecus became extinct like a long time ago. So the math ain't mathin'. Well, they said it was like characterized as a creature that fed exclusively on bamboo. And when those bamboo forests... And bamboo in North America? Expired. No, no, no. They weren't. They were... It was in Asia. Oh. Um, also not North America. It was like 200, 300,000 years ago. But the Gigantopithecus was like herbivore. Bamboo. And when those bamboo expired, that the Gigantopithecus also died. Siri, pull up a gigantic piss. But they've found fossilized teeth of the Gigantopithecus. And if you look at it, like the teeth, um, according to what Dr. Jeff Meldrum says, is studying that fossil is you get a more insightful analysis on that they probably had a way more diverse diet than just bamboo. Mm. That it probably was an omnivore. But how did it get to North America? The Great Migration. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, across the bridge. Me between bong rips and geology class. (laughs) The what? (laughs) Yeah, Um, sounds cool. So Bigfoots are descendants of the Gigantopithecus. Mm. Every time I say that, I know you're going to say something stupid. So I appreciate that. Um, So they think that the Gigantopithecus came across like a lot when Alaska and Siberia were connected. Yeah. Um, And that... That's what Bigfoot is. It's just an ancestor. That's a beautiful story. What are your thoughts? Ooh. Um. (laughs) I don't rule out that there are creatures that exist that we haven't identified. Mm Mm-hmm. That's it. That's your thought. thought, Okay. I'm still pro. There's a there's a fucking loading screen on my forehead right now. Um, Okay. Well, if this changes anything, what I think is like super interesting. Well, I mean, look at how many people claim to have seen a bigfoot. Like, sure. I seen some big feet in my day. (laughs) Um. Yes, you're going to have to take into thought into mind. A lot of those people are probably. Not a lot, but a lot of them are probably not real, right? Yeah, that, that's what I'm kind of getting them, at. There's a lot of all of probably, them are false? No, I, I think that sometimes you see things you are alarming or I mean, look, you ever been out in the woods at night? Like, shit bumps, right? Like, yeah. it, it's... Well, speaking of shit, shit bumping, um, in Wind River Mountain, Wyoming, like in the like early 70s, that's 72, I think. I definitely um, had a bumping out there. There was like a guy who was living out in the wilderness, John Myazinski. Okay. Um, Shout out to my boy, John. Yeah. He was like in a, he was like spending the summer living in the, like he was working for the U.S. Forest Service and he was like living out in the mountains. Okay. Us was... Um, And he was in a tent one night and he was like, basically he was like doing a study, but he was in his tent and he said like he thought a bear was rubbing against his tent. <laughs> 
and because of like rubbing the, against his <laughs> the weight of it and like the shadow. But then this hand, <laughs> he said the hand came up against his tent. Give him a little gay. And he said it was like getting kind of aggressive. On the outside of his tent, it's like gay. And so he smacked it with the back of his hand. Oh, man. The hand. He smacked the hand on his tent with the back oh. of his. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, so he said it was a, like a human hand, but it, it was Uh-oh. rubbing his tent. Um, so a human hand was... He's like, but I, I better check it. Takes his shirt off. <laughs> if I feel this hand, then I know it's real. No, he said it was like twice the size of his hand, but it's shaped like a human hand. Yeah, definitely taking a shirt off for that. <laughs> and he said it started to get more aggressive with like the like grabbing of the side <laughs> oh. of his tent. <laughs> so he... He's not checking with his hand at this point. <laughs> so he hit it with the back of his hand. Okay. Like outstretched. And he His said, hand. And he said he heard it kind of like run off. And he was like completely perplexed. And As he's standing there naked in his tent. Well, <laughs> that was so rude. So he goes to the <laughs> National Park Service the next day to report the encounter. And apparently there was a bunch of other encounters. Sir, where are your pants? <laughs> God, you're making me wheeze. I'm uh, telling you, it was a hand. <laughs> and it was reaching at me. <laughs> Now my wife ask. <laughs> Stop. There was twenty five people uh, who um, also had reported similar instances. Aggressive handing. <laughs> this is where the Me Too movement starts. Stop. <laughs> and so John starts interviewing people, and he said one of the most interesting was a young man who. Was living in. <laughs> Stop making everything sexual. <laughs> he got visited by the hand as well. <laughs> he was. <laughs> he was living in a cabin. <laughs> he said one of these things started behaving aggressively in front of his cabin, so he shot it. Took off his pants. <laughs> headed out front with his rifle. <laughs> and he thought he'd killed it, and it got up immediately and ran off. And so John actually visited the cabin, and he said that there were, like, hair samples. Sure, there was a lot of samples around that cabin. So he collected them and brought them to Walter Berkby, who is, like, a well-known, like, um, forensic anthropologist and a leading expert on hair analysis. And the analysis came back a few days later. And that got turned into ball fro. And Walter Berkby uh, said, um, he goes, this is my first stumper. He goes, these hairs are primate. What is a primate, Dustin? Pisanthicus. <laughs> Monkeys. Mm. But it was a controversial result because a hairy primate is not an animal that's native to Wyoming. Mm. So um, John Myzinski, the gentleman who started this whole story that you tried to make into a weird, creepy person. You don't know John? I mean, sure. John, um, what these hands do, Miyazaki. <laughs> Myzaki, Myzinski. What these hands do, Myzinski. Um, but he said that he believes that that is evidence of Bigfoot. And he doesn't have a shirt on he, to this day. I thought you said he didn't have pants on. Depends on what side of the tent you're on. Hmm. Well, the scientific See, community didn't. Um. Well. Didn't buy it. Okay. 
So I stand with John. I hand with John. <laughs> um, no, they actually he got in trouble, and he was like, because oh. you know, he was working. He's for like, the- let me demonstrate what those hands did to me, <laughs> sir. We're gonna have to ask you to leave. That was wildly inappropriate. <laughs> the head of the, the governor. The head of the research. You need to get your sh- hands out of his shirt. I'm just trying to show you, God damn it! No one believes me. The head of the research division he was working for said that he was like, if your names are ever associated with Bigfoot again, you're fired. Well, I didn't say nothing about big hands. <laughs> what is with you and hands? What is with him and hands? Okay. So, but like, what if if that's true? Why would scientists, um, you know, like what, like just brush it off? Is it a delusion? Is no, I don't. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Do, do I think people see things that they can't explain? Yeah, I do. Do I think there's like weird stuff out there that no one really knows how to put a thumb on? Yeah, absolutely. Well, there are people who are like leading expeditions. <clears throat> Um, for we gotta Bigfoot. get those guys crowdfunded. Yeah, um, Robert Collier is one. Okay, um, who's a researcher who's like hands on in the these, woods, and he's like goes through remote parts of the wilderness, and he claims yeah, he's there's a hundred percent like crazy creepy stuff out there, or he's creepy a, and relative. He's a Bigfoot researcher. He's big research. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. My I don't. Safe to say, the government doesn't have their hands in this one. <laughs> Stop, I'm wheezing. Thank you, allergies in the state of Texas. Um, no, I just, I thought it was, and like, honestly, when I first decided to talk about Bigfoot, um, or the Gigantopithecus. Mm. The what? <laughs> um, it was more just to be, like, light and fun, because I know some of our other episodes can be heavy, but. I, I think if you get a bunch of free hands rubbing your tent, that would be a lot of fun, too. <laughs> I mostly kind of find it fascinating the amount of people who believe in this. Like, I don't know. Well, I want to specify I don't not believe that there's weird, like, things that we haven't discovered out there. But do you believe in Bigfoot? Um, I believe that he's real and he tried to eat my ass. <laughs> According to your hat. That's what my hat says. <laughs> well, I think that the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization is pretty crazy so it is comprehensive science database um i'm gonna look at reports added recently actually um september of 2022 Mm. arkansas kayakers that were camping claimed so this now keep in mind people can also go in and they're adding their own yeah um there's nothing more reliable yeah coyote Kayakers report camp intimidation all night long in Lower Buffalo River in Arkansas, September 2022. I don't know what the classes mean. There's Class A and Class B reports. That one's a Class B. Mm. In January 2023, multiple witness daylight motorist sighting at Bike Trail in Ohio. There's two witnesses outside of Heflin in Alabama by the Georgia border. It's a class A, so I don't know what, like, again, what the Authenticity. difference. Authenticity, perhaps, know. or quality. Bigfoot, w- whoops, heard 60 southeast of Duluth. Duluth. Bigfoot, whoops. Whoops. You whoops. know, like the Like noises. hollering and whooping. Yeah, because there's 
the lore is they like yell and scream yeah. and stuff. Um, a deer hunter describes a pre-dawn encounter with a Sasquatch on Glade Mountain in Virginia. Are you trying to make fun of Southerners? No. I just thought it gave me some authenticity. Because I will. <laughs> but um, there is expeditions in 2023. That is insanity. Okay. So our goal is to be part of that expedition. Okay. From Zoom. I'm not going Honestly, in Honestly, the art I'm not doing on it. here, the boobs on, on that Sasquatch. Boobs on that Sasquatch. That's the assumption that they have two nipples instead of four or six to feed their youngs. I don't know. Their little feet. Um, but Tennessee, New Jersey, Arizona, Iowa, Ohio. they breastfeed. British Columbia, too. Connecticut, New Jersey, southern New Jersey, Washington in the Cascades, Minnesota, California, Colorado, Washington Peninsula, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Colorado. <clears throat> All of these are like claim sightings. Mm. Well... It's pretty intense. Um, okay. So while Bigfoot's still a mystery, the quality of our podcast is not. <laughs> it's terrible. No. Don't say that. Um, so this is gonna actually going to wrap up our first season. Yeah. Do you have anything you'd like to say, Kaylin? Um, Besides we'll try harder next time? We're going to try harder next time. Thank you. <laughs> there is a five-star review. Yeah. Um, anything, hopefully we made someone laugh. Give us some feedback, but don't make it public because I will confront you in public. <laughs> yeah, feel free to um, privately message us on our Facebook or Instagram. Not me because I get offended. <laughs> My feelings get hurt easily. Um, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. That's so, fine. So big thing is if you guys aren't following all the other great podcasts hosted by Rogue Media, you should be. Absolutely. Um, and if you don't totally hate this podcast, we'll try to do it again for the second season. Yes. And we promise it may actually be worse. <laughs> I'd like to think it only gets better from here. Like nobody's first few episodes are like stellar except yes, like serial. We, we basically lost our podcast virginity. Yeah. Yeah. So we will continue, continue to work on it. Absolutely. If you have any recommendations of um, conspiracy theories or myths or you know, even just crazy phenomena that you want us to... Talk look, about. Yeah, look into, talk about. Thoroughly investigate. Because that's what we do. Thoroughly. No conjecture. <laughs> it's all hard science and facts. Hard. As hard as the hands <laughs> on that tent that night um, in the woods. <laughs> oh, <Okay>. God. <laughs> that's it. Yep. So, anyways, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Oh, yes libations and revelations but thank you guys for sticking it out with us if you have and um we'll be back for season two yeah and thank you rogue media for thank you rogue media working on this with us and we look forward to um the future of our hands yeah anyways libations and revelations bye y'all bye y'all Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Libations and Revelations. Be sure to find us on anywhere you get your podcasts and on Rogue Media Network. Thank you all and cheers. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. Podcast.